We're back with another episode, and this time we're out at practice. Brock Gutierrez joins us, and him and I take a peek at what the Chippewas look like here during the spring 2021 season as they're getting closer to the end of spring practice inside the turf bay today, and a lot of weapons on each side of the ball. We'll break that down for you coming up. Then, of course, we catch up with the head coach, Jim McElwain, get his thoughts on how practice and the team's coming along, and also hear more news about camps and recruiting opening back up as we try and push back to more normalcy moving forward to 2021. So all that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Coach Mac Podcast. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic and uh, you know just we're, we're getting some sunshine we're finishing up spring practice. We had a great practice today. I know this doesn't uh, air till Tuesday is that right? Yeah that's correct. But today's actually Friday. So for all you guys that are listening on Tuesday, just think it's Friday. Yeah. And really relive the weekend. How's that? Exactly. And you're closer to the next Friday coming that, up. That's exactly kind of that right. Middle point. Yeah. So uh but no, we had a we had a great scrimmage. I'll be interested to hear some of your sound bites as you uh and Brock were actually well, you tell your at player, our practice you, you, today. You tell to your players kinda, to get you know, out of our way or well, what? I tell you what, it was like, you know, I think you'd just stand up and try to maybe, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, it was great to have you guys out there and kind of see us go through some things and watch some of the players and some of the drills. I, uh, I think it's been really good. Obviously, today was uh, uh, practice 13, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll get uh, 14 in over the weekend on Sunday and then uh, finish up on Tuesday. So uh, excited about where we're at. Um, Really excited about the news. We're going to be able to get camps going and get some people on campus. Um, it'll be the first time that, that we can actually uh, see anybody, uh, but we got some dates cleared. The NCAA came out uh, with basically a June calendar uh, that's going to uh, allow players uh, to come on campus. Uh, we're going to be able to have some official visits. We're going to be able to actually have some camps. So. Anybody that knows anybody in the neighborhood that, uh, you know, wants to get out and, and uh, come on up to Mount Pleasant and, and get involved in our camps, we'll, we'll put that schedule out. But uh, uh, more than anything, it'll be the first opportunity f that anybody's really seen uh, the new complex, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it was a nice video that the uh, athletic department put out on social media just kind of taking you through a little – sneak peek of what this building looks like because you're right no one has had the opportunity to come in here so with camps and uh, it sounds like recruiting is uh is coming back as well so just to have recruits actually see this not through a virtual yeah, computer that's right. I mean, or how phone about that? or whatever I mean, they actually get to come in here i mean i guess i'm gonna have to clean my office right yeah, but, I think but so. uh <laughs> but at the same time it's uh it's it's really exciting and in uh i'm really happy uh, and thanks to our university, uh, you know, to be able to allow us to get kids on campus. And it isn't just for football because there's going to be some that aren't going to, you know, go on and play football and yet may become students. And what a great opportunity for us to show off uh, not only this facility, but actually um, the whole university uh, to potential students. Uh, hopefully we can get some Chippewas out of it. Yeah, it's certainly uh certainly great to see that things are starting to come around. I know we continue to talk about it every week, but getting closer, it <laughs> seems like, to what we didn't have last year, which is nice. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's fun. And I tell you what, I, I was 
I've been really happy with our kids' attitude, you know, and, and really kind of um, working into that idea of, guys, let's go ahead and, and reclaim what we lost a year ago. And, uh, you know, I think they've really attacked it, and, and it's been fun to see. This is going to be the first week, uh, you know, because we have a tight schedule here where we just bring someone in live. Since Brock runs on Brock Atera's time, he's made it. Uh, I tell you, I, uh, Brock, I got to tell you how excited I was <laughs> that you were out there actually calling some of the shots today. Um, I, I'm looking forward to listening to a little bit of the banner. And, well, uh, uh, don't get too excited. I, but I, are we going to have to have any beeps in there or anything? No, it's a podcast. You can. There's nothing. It's not FCC regulated. That's right? the first thing he said when yeah. he came yeah. in. No, I didn't. I didn't. You wouldn't have to beep anything out. I, you know, I can control myself. I love it. I love it. So, <laughs> I mean, it was just it was fun to see you guys out there, and actually, the kids actually kind of caught on to what was going on, and and I thought that was great. Well, Brock and I talked a lot about the the size at the quarterback position with the two newcomers that we just hadn't seen Pape or Sermon yet, and we were just. You see them down in person, you're like, wow, those are some big guys down there at the quarterback spot. Yeah, no, they uh, they both uh, – they and, and as we've talked throughout the podcast, I've been really happy with that room's development. And, uh, you know, as I said, I, I, I finally feel like maybe we've got the pieces in place um, to help us at that spot. And uh, as well as some of the other spots, uh, I think you were able to see a little bit of talent in a couple <laughs> of those young running backs uh, today. Yeah, definitely. What uh, what stuck out? I know Brock. The first thing Brock says is, "Oh, I can hear Coach Cummings all the way over here." <laughs> How was that? Did it like did it, like yeah, strike any fear? It's, uh, yeah, it's like brings back great memories and nightmares all at the same time. But you and I have talked about that over you know, the last couple of years. But um, yeah, certainly uh, you've got to be excited about the weapons you have. I and mean, we just talked about a few of the returning starters. We, we didn't really even discuss any of the newcomers and. Heard a lot about those guys for, from Adam and from some other folks that you've got a full stable of running backs. And, you know, just uh, you've certainly got to be excited about what you've got on the offensive side of the football. And I know, Coach Speak, you're not going to. No, you know what? I, I go ahead and put a little pressure on those guys. I, I expect, good. I expect, and, and I think more than anything, I think our guys should expect, um, you know, more production mm -hmm. out of that unit as we move forward. And, uh, you know, as you know, the big piece of it is that offensive line. And and uh, obviously today we're still without some guys that are on the injury list in Gadecki and, and Matowski, and yet uh, – and Keegan Smith didn't go today. But uh, those guys, I tell you what, Jamez Kimbrough having that kind of six-game mini-season last year, he's he's like a whole new guy. He's really comfortable in there, and he's a great leader. You know, it's good to hear that he's a good leader because just, you know, I got to watch him a couple of years ago when he played guard and he was undersized, and he's still just the way that he moves. He's obviously he's very athletic, mm -hmm. you know, and if he can and, – and just in talking with Coach Cummings and, and hearing you talk about him, I'm assuming he's if he's a good leader, like you say, he can certainly handle the center position then because that takes a pretty strong leader um, to be able to get guys going in the right direction. And, and if you can grasp the offense, he's certainly – probably the most athletic center I've ever seen in this uh, here at, at Central. I yeah. mean, and that's, that's saying a lot, that, right? That is, actually. <laughs> I mean, especially, I yeah. tell you what, there's actually some bubs out there that yeah. are busting his chops right now yeah. about that statement. Well, right? I, you know what? I mean, uh, there's been some good centers that have come yeah. through here, but, I mean, you know, he looks like he's gained a little weight, but, you know, he's a little bit bigger maybe, and it's certainly that six-game 
you know, it was what it was, right? Yeah. You got through it, and now yeah. we're on the other side of it, and hopefully everything goes well, and we have 12 games, 13 games, and maybe 14 games. And, and uh, if just it has to just been so invaluable to have those guys just even for six games because just talking with Adam earlier too, it's like – you know, um, you can do everything you want in seven on seven and you can run routes and you can, you know, go through your drop as a corner and all those things. But until you get game situation at the college level, you don't you don't know what you have. I mean, you have no clue. And, and you as a player don't know. Right. So just getting those six games and, and it just got this the maturation of the team as a whole. And, and heck, everybody's back for except for a guy or two, really. And just uh, it's really it's uh, it's a good spot to be in. And, and I'm. Very excited about it. Well, you know, you look at it and, and you think about, you know, a year ago in the spring is when we moved Bernard Raymond mm -hmm. for three practices to offensive tackle. And then we kind of had the halt through the summer, his maturation. If you look at what he was able to accomplish in those six games, and now he's coming back as a legitimate guy, you know, at that left tackle spot. A with, legitimate left yeah, tackle. Yeah, I think. With right-handed quarterbacks, that that you know that that's an important important spot, and then of course playing the year, um, you know, without Gadecki, who the year before had a fantastic mm -hmm. year for us. So, you know, I, 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 cautiously, I'm gonna say, excited because you know we still got a well, ways to, to go, but at the same time, um, you know, I feel good about that. Um, I'm going to say it. If you don't score yeah. 50 points a game, I'm well, just kidding. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I think I'll go into this staff meeting and say, hey, you know what Brock said? <laughs> he just made a personal <laughs> guarantee, 50 points That's a game right. with that offense. That's right. This is outstanding. You're getting guarantees this week. Last week I tried to get him to guarantee he's never leaving. Yeah. Coach Mack's never leaving yeah. here. So yeah. just well, trying yeah. to get guarantees it, every single it, week. It's too. all good. It's all good. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and then, and then on that D-line, I tell you, I, I – whether you noticed, you know, that, that Incombe kid that we brought in um, out of Valdosta, uh, once we get Laquan back now, um, that really gives us, you know, that kind of double-edged threat mm -hmm. now off the edge. Um, you know, Quezzy is, is down. He's finally down under, you know, 305, and he obviously came into the season last year and, you know, struggled getting a couple plays in uh you know where his body was and and again had to do with obviously the layoff but he's been a whole new guy so i'm excited about that group mm -hmm. now it, it isn't i don't think the depth uh where it needs to be and yet what you find a lot of times at this level that d line is the one spot that kind of those guys got to take a lot of reps yeah they do so better get in shape right no and that's that's the whole deal so uh but good. Um, got great experience at the linebacker positions. You know, they used to play every down. Yeah, both ways. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's rare to find that guy that can play yeah. every down of every game yeah, and right. the D-line. I mean, they rotate in so much. Yeah. And as an offensive lineman, I hated when they rotated guys in. You know, <laughs> we Don't bring a fresh guy in here. That's crap. You get, you get one guy worn out, and they bring another guy in. That's part of the gig. Part of the gig. So. You know, that's why, that's why you screen. Because yeah, you, you get them moving. What? You get them moving. And Cut them. There's not that. And I love that, by the way. That's the number one thing. But you get those guys in that screen piece because you know every D-line coach in the country, if they don't chase the ball, 
they're getting their tails ripped. That's like a 60-yard run for and, them. And it's great. Yeah, I mean, I love no it. Doubt. So even if you don't sometimes maybe, you know, I'm a believer a screenplay four or more yards is successful. Absolutely. Because it sends a message. If you hand the ball off and get four yards, you're, yeah, okay, that's what it is, right? That's, a, that's considered a successful play. Well, the screen game is no different because those guys have to move, they have to run, they have to adjust, they've got to do all that kind of thing, and it helps the pass rush down the line. If you screen it to 88, yeah. I mean, he may run for 40 yards, and it may be a four-yard gain. You never know. That'll really that, wear those guys that's out. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, another guy we were noticing that you kind of forget about just because the wide receiver room was already so talented was Dallas Dixon. I know it was yeah. last spring that he kind of came out, out of for your coaches. Yeah. And Brock and I saw him catch a ball today, and we're like, oh, we know about Pimpleton and Sullivan. And we're like, we forgot about freaking Dallas Dixon, who's so talented as well. Yeah, and he had a he, – uh, there again, he's another guy that really benefited from that little six-game deal. He got banged up at the end of the year, uh, wasn't able to finish, and, and yet – his experience of actually playing um, is invaluable, and the quarterbacks are getting used to him. Mm -hmm. What about the tight end? Looks like Cousseau is back to yeah, tight Keegan, end. Keegan, Keegan's yeah, Keegan's back yeah, to tight end full time. And, I know he kind of uh, was playing all over last year just because the depth. And I really feel he's found a home. You know, yeah. um, I said that to Adam. I said, "Look, yeah. you look good there." Yeah, and and I've been really really happy with him. A guy that. You know, kind of got caught up in the change of offenses. When he got here, he was a tight end, outside linebacker guy. They put him at tight end and didn't play with the tight end, so they moved him over to defense and kind of trying to find a home. You know, last year he was one of the guys that stepped up and said, mm -hmm. Coach, I'll go play offensive tackle just to help the team. And I think that experience helped him as an inline blocker. No doubt. Anytime you get to work with the old line that would give you perspective, from your position as a tight end and what they need to see because you're it's just a it, that again that's another one of those little situations that's probably going to help this team that nobody would ever talk about in the stat line like you always say but it's going to certainly help out that's right and and uh i've been really happy with butch too you know i mean he's not your ideal body type that you want at tight end and yet what you do with that h back uh you know in the slicing and the filling and a lot of that stuff and he's got better hands than what you think but uh, he's had a really good spring at that position as joel wilson has um you know had to leave a little early today you didn't get much of a chance but he's become a big part of our offense more of that pass catching threat yeah. than, than anything and, else and up to 253 pounds which it's getting there. you know i mean he's getting there and, and yet he's committed to it i don't i'm not sure you know, as we talked over the couple of years I was here, you know, how truly committed he was to being great from the standpoint of all the things it takes, eating and lifting. And, you know, he was able to get away with kind of just his athletic mm -hmm. ability. But I've really seen a commitment in him uh, this off season, And you can see that in, in how he's uh, progressed. Can you tell that Brock and I just kind of focused on one side of the ball, I think? We watched a lot of the offense. I, you know, the defense was there. We're happy. The defense is great. But well, we, the we defense was actually it. standing in front of you a couple <laughs> ah, of times. We were okay. Yeah, I could yeah. see through all that. That's no <laughs> big deal. <laughs> well, the other thing we saw was uh, quarterback Mack 
was out there getting loose, yeah, throwing some it. balls. I so saw a lot of saw a lot of drops. What, but, uh, well, you know, they muscle memory. They probably haven't seen you know a lot of balls coming that tight. You know, <laughs> of and, and, You know, right on the I knew, button. I knew you know, that was coming. You know, but uh, <laughs> so so go ahead, critique my my throwing motion. What what we have? I mean, it was all the way on the opposite side of the field. It was uh, the guys were coming off the dummies, but I I watched <laughs> for three five minutes. There was a lot of drops. I'm gonna be honest. Jacory dropped one. There was a couple others. I'm like, is he not putting it where it needs to be, or what's going on? And part of that was, you know, using those uh, tall um, dummies, whatever the heck we call them. I can't make say the name on my podcast what I call them, but um, <laughs> they're horse something. Anyway, yeah. they're the tall singular things. In uh, you know, it's about um, you know distraction and being able to locate the ball. You know, coming whether it's coming out of a zone around a backer, whether, you know, whatever that is where you need to be able to locate immediately. And, and uh, it's, it's drills that they'll be able to do during the OTAs during the summer, um, getting them used to it. Yeah, no question. It's uh, one of those where taking your eyes off the <coughs> ball for a little bit kind of affects, makes it a little bit tougher, I'm assuming. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioning that I was throwing. I'll have some buddies that may listen to this, and I'll get, <laughs> I will get my <laughs> – Ball's busted here <laughs> come Tuesday, <laughs> all right? So let's just kind of drop that right now and, 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 and you know. We'll I'll get on. some video. We'll I post mean, some video that I took some video yeah, of it. Yeah. A little uh, work on the drop, but yeah. uh, the yeah. delivery was okay. Brock was working on his camera phone to make sure he could <laughs> zoom in and see it. So he's got the film <laughs> breakdown good. for you. But, Brock, what were some of the things? Just, you know, I mean, it was obviously kind of a quick practice and quick tempo. What were some of the things that kind of stood out to you, I guess, as, as you kind of were there? You know, you, one thing is it, it looks like you, you look like a Division One football team, which is, you know, when you uh, – I mean, maybe that doesn't make sense to people that are listening, but there's been times when some of the personnel here, some of the kids in here maybe didn't – you know, when you stand next to me, they, yeah, but you wouldn't – that's not really what you'd expect. I don't know, just – always being up in the box and then last year not being able to be down in the field yeah. before the games, which I like to do because it gives you a good sense of the guys moving around. And it's, it's uh, definitely fast paced. Um, I know you guys can't have as much contact probably as you used to. I'm used yeah. to more contact in the spring. Right. It was just such a meat grinder, which I don't know why it was awful. <laughs> so that's probably better. But I mean, the speed there's definitely not, not only do they, 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 this football team looks like it's in, great shape it looks like uh th there's a tempo to it um th there's no lollygag in between drills guys are flying around it's uh very organized um you know i mean the things that you think that would would happen in a in a football program but that's not always the case yeah so just uh it, it certainly passed the eye test and and i don't get as to as many practices as i'd like to but um i try to get to a few in the fall but i tell you what man the size of the d1 athlete now is is, is different than it was well, I, I'll say this about that size. Even since we've been here, when you chart the guys, since Joel came into the strength program, mm -hmm. um, the administration has allowed us to emphasize the nutrition mm -hmm. piece that, um, you know, I'm just thankful for that because uh, that that really right there is is where that extra 7 to 11 pounds makes a huge difference. And then being able to maintain it. There's a difference. A guy can, 
you can have two guys that weigh 300 pounds and they right. look like a different species That's of, right. of creature. You know yeah. what I mean? If that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, you know, they guys nowadays, and I'm going back a long ways, but guys nowadays look a lot different than they did when I was here. Sure. And that's not just at Central. You know, that's just, the, like you said, the nutrition. And just to hear that they're, that they're making that commitment, that's such a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the, the, the team looked like they'd go out and play a game tomorrow. Well, so. and, and even like, um, you know, this last summer we had, um, and it's just so grateful, we had some people step up, um, you know, some guys, oh, former yeah. players, uh, some people in the community stepped up and, and put some money together so we were able to feed our guys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which I, I'm telling you is, is such a key, um, especially we're asking them, you know, to stay here in the summer to, to, to figure out how they're going to pay to live, to come and work out. That's all part of it. I get it. It's a commitment. And yet simply being able to feed them is huge. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so. Not just from a nutrition standpoint, but just uh, it's one less thing they got to worry about too. That's you know, right. If they know yeah. they're going to get fed, it's yeah. uh, it's a good incentive as a college kid. That's right. To to uh, to stick around and and get fed and know it's good food and then be with your buddies. I mean, it's there's nothing better. Yeah, you guys uh, you guys showed up today on uh, rotisserie chicken day. I smelled it. I was uh, going to say I, I thought I smelled something, <laughs> yeah. man. It smells pretty good. Yeah, we, we record this upstairs, but the nutrition station, which yeah. I passed as well, right by the locker room downstairs, and then uh, look over. There's just rotisserie chicken. Do you get a whole yeah. chicken? Yeah, you they get a whole chicken. You get a whole chicken. Yeah. And, uh, and here's the one thing oh, I man. think what people don't realize, you know, and, and my hats off to the people over here at uh, Can I. Can I say Sam's Club? You just did. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> just one there. But they're, they, they um, sure enough, take that order. Uh, bring them th- all over? They bring them all over, 150 chickens. Oh, man. And uh, yeah, the kids love that one. And, and, look, they give us a heck of a deal. And for 4 bucks, they got a whole chicken to go home and eat on. Uh, yeah, that weekend. wouldn't have lasted until yeah. I got home. So, yeah. <laughs> I had that thing gone to drive back to the, to the apartment. That's an easy meal right there. You can't yeah. beat that. No, and 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 again, we, we've talked about it. But this community, uh, what they've done for us, we you know obviously had, you know Max and Emily's on. Tell Brock um, about that. He'll you be know, jealous. Which he was missed that incredible. Oh, yeah. They bring um, food too. Oh yeah, and grilled cheese. And, and Mountain Town, you know Jim Holton and Mountain Town and Johnny Hunter at, at all of his spots. Um, Good you know, people, the, the, all of them. It's just great people. And, and you know what? People that really care about the community, not just about our football program, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, people have stepped up. Uh, you know, the, the Mexican restaurant, um, our kids love that meal. You know, uh, they, I they, bet. They, they've come and, and uh, is it Los Aztecas? Yeah, Los Aztecas. Yeah, yeah, right over there in kind of the strip mall. Yes. Right? Um, Kevin Barbe has become great friends with, with those people. And sure enough, they load up, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's great. I, go, I haven't been there in a while, yeah. but that's a good place. They yeah. make a really mean margarita. Well, those there are the go. one things we don't bring to the <laughs> players, but they may deliver them to the staff room. That's How's right. that? They put that upside-down <laughs> beer in there. I'm getting all excited. Yeah. There we go. I know where he's going there right he, after it, this. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you could just ah, – well, that's another story. We'll talk about it some other time. You know, you think Brock, he gets all excited about the food, but yeah. his mindset's on one thing clearly. Here. All kinds it's of stuff. The margaritas. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> well, they certainly are, and uh, we're pumped that we could come out and watch this today. Brock, great to see you again. Good it's to see you. It's been a while. I yeah, know you're absolutely. working hard, but uh, 
when Brock's around, you know that there's there's football around. There's I guess the important around. part. Uh oh, here we go. Here's the important part: launching the boat at Lake Isabella. Yeah. Is it in the water right now? My boat? Yeah. No, no. I, I don't mean, even know. I got to get the docks in. It's cold. I we're, mean, geez, Louise. I mean, water. look at the sun out here. It's fit. That water is <laughs> probably 40 degrees. So when no, is that? Uh, normally, not even till around Memorial Day, but uh, I bet it'll be in early May. I got you. Yeah, a couple more weeks. I used to just love seeing you kind of floating around there. One of our coaches had a spot out there. Well, and come on out, man. You're always welcome. We jump I've on had Adam out there. Yeah. yeah. We'd, we'd jump on his $600 pontoon with a 40 horse on it, and we'd have a heck of a time. That was a sweet boat. Yeah. yeah, we'd just do laps. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Every day. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the tubes and everything out there. He's, yeah. he's pulled us around. Oh, so yeah. have you got on the tube? Yeah. No yeah. way. You got on the tube? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did. Uh, How many times did you whip him? Like, I didn't. I, mean, I took it oh, easy on him. Oh, you gave yeah. him the old. Yeah. My I son's a little older now, though, and I told him the gloves are off this <laughs> summer, man. I'm going to be wailing away on him. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I love it. Well, that's uh, – that's it for us, and uh, we've got our great practice segment coming up, so we'll see how we, we dusted things off, see how we sound out there. We uh, need some work. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need our time, so good that you could you could let us come in there and just uh, get some practice. Yeah, no, it's great. And, and, again, you know, I'll emphasize, man, this month of June is going to be huge for the Chippewas for the first time, being able to get people back on uh, campus in small groups, but our ability to showcase – this great university, this facility, and our football program. Um, really excited about it. So anybody listening that knows some high school kids that want to come down, check the white website out, and uh, come down and see the chips. Awesome. Absolutely. Fire up, baby. All right, we're coming to you live from spring practice in the Turf Bay, and Brock Gutierrez is here. How are you doing? Doing fantastic, man. It's been a long time. Ready to get back to some football. Watching these guys gets me all jacked up. We got live scrimmage right in front of us. Jacob Sermon behind center. Nice slant route. And it's caught by guess who? Khalil Pimpleton. I think we're going to be hearing a lot of his name coming up again this upcoming season. Very comforting to to anybody that's going to be playing quarterback this year to know that he's going to be out there running routes. On that particular route right there, he may have been decapitated as the safety pulled off uh, on that one. A lot of size from Jacob Sermon. He's the Washington transfer, 6'5", 240. And he's behind center right now. Left Darry tackle jumped off sides there. And he throws it out wide, and that's incomplete. Yeah, what are your assessment? Offensive line right now, Brock, is much thinner. We've got some guys out, but... Uh, Got to be enjoyable for you to take a peek at some of these guys coming in and competing for time this upcoming uh, absolutely. year. Absolutely. It's hard to get a good read because uh, several of the guys that are going to be competing for that first unit are, aren't here today and aren't able to practice. But uh, just hearing Coach Cummings uh, get into these guys, is, uh, get into their grill is, uh, is a very comforting feeling. It uh, brings back some, some good memories and some nightmares at the same time. <laughs> Jacob Sermon has the shotgun snap across the middle, and he's got another completed ball. And that one's out to... It looks like one of the running backs made the catch there. New numbers, all kinds of different different numbers and always new hard faces. To, always hard to tell in spring ball. Certainly a lot of guys in the room right now, and there'll be more coming when the when the freshman class comes in. And, uh, you know, and it, it seems like a full room right now. We've got some guys missing, so it should be a, be a full roster this fall. 
Sermon again will throw it across the middle, and that one's incomplete. Got some zip on the ball. Yeah, he can throw it. That's what he was yep. talked about when he came out of college. He was a really high recruit out there out of Washington, and he can zip it around. Yeah, it's certainly different just in the first few plays here. This is just a team pass. You've got a defense. You've got the offensive line going through, uh, getting their work. Um, but, but one thing that's a little bit different than and I saw last spring, even in the few games we played last fall, is, is we're able to throw over the middle. You know, and there's some there's some some good velocity on that football. So, not that Richardson didn't have good velocity, but he sometimes had difficulty getting it over the middle. Daniel Richardson in now, looking over the middle, trying to find some space, running out right, and he'll just tuck it and run. A little bit of an obstructed view for us. We are <laughs> sitting on the sideline, and uh, the football players they're they're much bigger down here in person. They do a nice job blocking our view. Yeah, they do. Not a, not a big deal, though. I can kind of see what's going on. And okay, it looks like Richardson lost a little weight. Yeah. Looks like he slimmed up a touch. Probably needed to a little bit. 5'10", 205 is what he's listed on the roster. He's got the snap again. Richardson looking near side. Went to throw it and pressure off the edge. And the ball gets knocked away. So no throw there. That was Fred Stokes coming off the edge. The redshirt freshman out of Lombard, Illinois. Working against, uh, is it Bashan? Is that his last name? Bailey. Bailey, thank you. There you, you go. Thank you. Not able to uh, get his job done on the from the right tackle position. A little bit, a little bit slow getting off the ball there. All right, so they've got it at their own 12-yard line. Again, Richardson in the shotgun. Kobe Lewis comes out of the backfield. Hit Lewis across the middle. He makes the catch to the 20 and still running down the middle of the field. Boy, it's going to be great to have Kobe Lewis back again this season. Yeah, certainly an offense full of weapons. It's just a question of getting them, getting the ball spread around to everybody. But pretty much everybody's back at them, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be one of the more dynamic offenses this, this university's ever had. I, I fully believe that. Uh, Coach McElwain talked about it. Even more running backs have come in. He's been impressed with a few of the freshmen, already adding to Nichols and Lewis. Daniel Richardson throws one out near side, and a tiptoe grab made by Ja'Cory Sullivan. He's another name that you'll watch for offensively, but uh, you said it. Curious to see what the defense looked like, but offensively, you know there are a ton of options on that side of the ball. Oh, no doubt. I mean, both pretty much, uh, you know, starter A and starter B at tailback. Any any college in this in this conference would take one of those guys as their starter, both very, very capable, explosive backs. And, you know, and then with the addition of some of the other guys, and then you've got Ja'Cory Sullivan and Pimpleton. I mean, just those four guys alone. And there's several other guys that started other colleges that, uh, that are going to be in backup roles, so certainly got a lot of guys that can that can get the job done on offense. Very, very excited about that. The question will be, who's going to be the guy that gets them the football? And right now there's four quarterback options, Jacob Sermon, John Keller, Daniel Richardson, and Tyler Pape will also be another incoming quarterback with the new class. But uh, that's going to be the mystery as Coach McElwain and this staff try and figure out who's going to make the plays behind center this year. I know they feel a lot more comfortable this year than they did last year. There's no doubt about it. And, and when you look at the room, look around the room this year, I mean, there's probably the guy that started for you last year is probably going to be the, the second guy off the bench, I would guess, venture to guess before it's all over. But, you know, injuries happen, and it's nice to have two guys. I mean, look at Dan LaFever started the season as the number three quarterback, and 
we all know how that ended up. So certainly not uh, not written off if you're if you're not the starter at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and that's what Coach Max said. Feels comfortable with the four he's got right now, and you look at it, you wonder if a true freshman like a Tyler Pape might be a guy that can start. Obviously, Jacob Sermon, who is highly touted, coming out of high school, didn't really play much at Washington, now transferring here to CMU. Those two have good size, and then, as you mentioned, you got Daniel Richardson. Coach Mack has said it many times, really believes last year's experience has helped him out coming into the oh, upcoming years. There's no, there's no substitute for game speed. You can, you can throw it as beautiful as you want in seven on seven. You can do all the stuff in spring ball and fall camp. But, but when, you know, and everybody says when the bullets start flying, I don't necessarily want to say that. But when, but when the game, when the, when the football action is at full game speed, it is quite a bit different. And, and it, further on, you go in the season, it, it picks up and intensifies. As you uh, as you get closer to maybe winning the MAC West or getting into the MAC Championship game, it certainly gets faster and faster. So there's no doubt that that certainly helped him. It was unfortunate he got injured when he did, but um, you know he, he certainly learned a lot, and, and and it will prove invaluable if he has to play this year or if he gets to play this year. Well, we certainly hope that Richardson or or one of the others steps up and takes hold of that position. Yeah, yeah I'm, I don't care who it is, and I'm sure Mac doesn't care who it is. Yeah. It's it's whichever guy wins it, you know, and and that's the thing about competition, man. You know, win it and and don't look over your shoulder. Just continue to get better every day and and hold on to that spot. I mean, just because you win it for the first game or that first series doesn't mean you're going to keep it. And and kind of in today's world of football, there's there's a lot of rotation. There's a lot of guys even at the quarterback position, which boy never really happened. And I don't necessarily like it, but it's it happens a lot in in today's game. The, the, more than one guy plays at quarterback. Yeah, we saw that a couple of years ago, obviously, and that's when CMU had success. You shuffled through David Moore, Quentin Dormady, and Tommy Lazaro, and really it, it's been the quarterback position that unfortunately has been hit with that injury mm -hmm. type of woes through the first year and a half, I guess you could call it, with last year's six-game schedule. But there's been injuries. Then there was the David Moore saga on whether or not he was going to be eligible for or not. So... Obviously, quarterback position is always most important, but this year especially, when you have all those weapons around you, you oh, yeah. just need to find you, a guy. You've got to find a guy that can – I mean, he doesn't even have to win the game for you. It doesn't have to be a – and I'll use his name again. It doesn't have to be a Dan Lefevre. It just has to be somebody that can get the ball down the field efficiently and effectively because these weapons can – I mean, we just named four guys that can score from anywhere on the field at any time when they mm -hmm. touch the football. And, and there's more guys like that on this roster that we haven't even talked about. So – just to just to get somebody that can get him the football and 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 I know Coach Cummings will have that offensive line. There's a few additions on the offensive line that are going to challenge for playing time, and I really think that this football team is going to be tough to beat in the Mid American Conference. What do you think, Brock? Going from uh, a new offensive coordinator, you you bring in Kevin Barbe, who's already been here. Yeah. He was the wide receivers coach, just elevated to offensive coordinator and quarterbacks, taking over for Charlie Fry, who's now into the NFL. Do you think that's a, a pretty steady transition, especially under an offensive coach like Jim yeah, McElwain? Yeah, you said it right there, Adam. I mean, this, yes, Barbe is the offensive coordinator, and he may call plays on Sunday, or excuse me, on Saturdays. But, uh, you know, I think we all know who, who, who designs those plays, who sets those plays, who builds that play call sheet and those types of things, especially with a guy who's a you know, first-time Division One coordinator. Maybe not so much last year with Fry, but, you know, this year it's going to be you – know, <laughs> You can say what you want. It's going to be Coach McElwain that's going to be directing the ship. There's no doubt about it. 
Uh, Chippewa is going back to, looks like a little seven on seven right now. Daniel Richardson slinging it around. He does look good in seven on seven. There's yeah. no doubt about it. He can, he can sling it. Uh, he put up some pretty stellar numbers down in Miami in his time in high school before coming up here to Central Michigan. Certainly one of the reasons why Jim McElwain brought him up here. One of the first guys he had on that initial recruiting class wanted to get a quarterback. Yeah, and if you can, if you get a guy with that much experience throwing the football as he has, and he throws a beautiful ball, no doubt about it, but, you know, limited a little bit, and, and we talked about that last year. But if you can play to his strengths, which they tried to do uh, last year, and, and uh, he had some success, just, uh, you, know, I think, you know, I think he played through some injuries that really limited him as well, Adam, that are documented. So, I mean, I yeah. he's got some ability, and I think he could be that guy. That I, I don't necessarily want him as a starter unless he really comes out and seizes it, but you know you got a guy that can step in and get you a game or two and, and, and not have much drop-off. Here he slings one out. That's Dallas Dixon makes the catch, turns up at the 10, the 5, and into the end zone. There's Dallas Dixon, guy. he's a guy that came out of nowhere. Really, it was last spring season that the coaching staff said they watched him play, and he showed those skills, got his first touchdown for Central Michigan down into Kalb this past year. Another great weapon with a ton of size on the outside. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, <laughs> that's we didn't even mention his name till just then, and, and uh, certainly, uh, you know, what a what a great find, having him transfer up here, and and uh, his ability is pretty doggone good. And then the guy Cousseau right there catches the football uh, on a little seam route up the middle, just up the hash, and a touchdown right there. He's played some. He's played some D end. He's played some. You know, he had to play. Get ready to play some offensive line. I mean, he's done everything to help his team, and you know, really his natural position is a tight end. He's a huge target, and he can move, and and looks like he's lost a little bit of weight from last year. I'm sure it's been quite a yo-yo for him and gaining weight and losing weight, but he looks pretty good right now playing tight end. That's the next question, right? You, you want the quarterback spot to be solidified, but then once you lost Tony Pulgin, you'd like to have a tight end step up and really become that pass-catching threat down the field. Yeah, and he's got the size to do it, and, and having him back. I think they found, you know, they moved Bernard Rahman back to, you know, they moved him to his probably his better suited position at offensive tackle, and he's going to be a good one. Potentially could be, you know, one of the better, if not the best, you know, offensive lineman in the MAC as he as he grasps that position. But you know, uh, I, even if you don't have a a, a a lock, you know, just a, a, an absolute great tight end, if you've got a guy that's just capable that can run good routes and be that dump off down in the middle. You know, you've got enough other talent around him, around this offense that you can spread the ball around. You just need to have a guy that can that can get some things done in there underneath, and uh, maybe Cusso's the guy that can do it. You watched Bernard Raymond play tight end, and then he moved to offensive line, and you said he just looks like a prototypical NFL offensive lineman. What about him stands out to you? It's just... Six eight with a frame it can move. Just the size. Yeah, I mean look at you look at Fisher, you look at Joe Staley, a couple of the great offensive linemen here at this college, and uh and those guys came in with about the same frame as uh and, and you know Jake Olson too, he's another good one in the recent years. And those guys came in at you know uh two two forty, two fifty at six eight and you know, there's there's not a lot of those guys growing on trees that can move and, and they get moved to uh to offensive line and and they get coached up and you know two of those guys have you know uh, great careers in the NFL. Joe Staley probably be in the Hall of Fame. 
I love Coach McElwain. He came over and policed the sideline here, <laughs> made sure the guys, he goes, how the heck are they supposed to call That's the plays gonna, if they can't gonna see? He's going to get on the podcast later today and talk about this stuff. He wants to be able to get a clear picture. Poor Coach Murphy here. He didn't know he had to realize, uh, he had to pay attention whether or not we could see. The get-back coach. Man, there's one on every staff. That's right. you gotta, you got to have him. Get back. Are you quick enough to be a get-back coach? I'm totally quick enough to be a get-back <laughs> coach. I could do it right now. Well, the Chippewas inside the turf bay here. It's great to hear the sounds of football, the pads popping, even though Central Michigan a little bit shorthanded today with everything going on and getting later into the spring practices. But, man, last year it, it took so long to realize if we were going to have a season or not, then it's a shortened season. That 12-game schedule can't get here soon enough, can yeah, it? It really can't. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I wish we were playing the, uh, the out-of-conference schedule that we're playing that we were supposed to play last year. I wish we were playing that this year. Right. But uh, they're on the schedule, so we'll go down and play them. Well, it's going to be pretty fun go down to LSU and go down to Missouri and expect some good challenges from a spot where Coach Mack obviously familiar with in the SEC. Just get after it, man. doesn't matter who you're playing. This is your favorite part of practice, special teams. We can't do it. The way you should do it. You can't, like, lock arms anymore and run down and kill each other. Can't. There's not a lot of knockouts. Not a lot of dudes getting knocked unconscious anymore on kickoff return. Coach McElwain is uh, giving <laughs> you the stink, guy, the stink guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kinder, gentler game. It certainly is, Brock. It's, it's not for the tough-minded like uh, well, back when you played. It's probably better. You know, it's probably better. But still, I, nothing beats a good collision. I mean, unless you're the guy that's getting knocked out. Well, great to have uh, Brock Gutierrez on. And, Coach, we mentioned it to you, but uh, thanks for having us out there at practice. It was awesome to see the Chippewas. And we just played our practice segment. So I expect you to go back, listen <laughs> to the full 20 minutes. And so give I'm going to have to actually listen yeah, to this? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Not one of those where you just show and go and then you don't you don't listen. But uh, we need a full-on critique how we sounded. Well, I know Brock was a little late getting there, but <laughs> I'm sure he had to spend his time in the NFL hallway yep. that has uh, obviously a shrine to him and the other chips. You want to make sure they spell his played, name right. Yeah, that's right, they played in the NFL. But, uh, no, it's always good to have you guys and, and you know, be able to just get a little peek uh, inside what we're doing and, and – uh, you know, some of the guys out there running around. Yeah, great to see Central Michigan football again, and uh, the fall's getting closer. It's going to be here. I know spring ball has to come to a close first, so you mentioned a little bit earlier, but a couple more practices? Yeah. What's kind of on the agenda couple coming up? A couple more practices. Uh, we'll get one here this uh, Sunday, which when you hear this will be, <clears throat> you know, what they – when does it go out on? Tuesdays? Tuesdays. And we're shooting this on a Friday? Yeah. Just think about all the stuff we're going to miss. I, By I the know. time Tuesday comes, this will be old news. I know. But, um, but, no, Sunday we'll have a real good practice, and that will be our first real our, – our last real big practice. Um, and then Tuesday will be um, a simulation of how we go about our OTAs in the summer uh, when the guys get back, and, and we'll get that executed and – and that's been something really good. I picked that up actually all the way back at Fresno, and I thought that was fantastic where the coaches can kind of um, – the expectation, what it's supposed to be as the kids go out and uh, run their workouts when they get back in June. So that's what Tuesday will look like. And 
you know, hopefully, um, <coughs> maybe by the time we do our next uh, podcast, hope, hopefully we'll uh, maybe have a, a guest in that might be our new basketball coach. Yeah, it's, uh, I know the search is ongoing right now and excited to see who the, the next leader of the men's program is. And uh, no, Amy and the search committee, everybody involved will do a great job finding someone for us. Yeah, no, um, you know, as you well know, um, I'm simply a frustrated basketball coach myself. <laughs> I, I, I uh, love the game and, and uh, follow it and watch it and talk it. And um, I went ahead and volunteered, and, but I didn't get any takers. Uh, <laughs> so I, that didn't work. That didn't go over real well. Uh, speaking of basketball, we can't not talk about basketball and forget to give a shout-out about <coughs> our second-ever WNBA draft pick last night. How did I miss that? Yes, Michaela yeah, Kelly. Yeah, Michaela Kelly gets drafted by the Connecticut Sun, and uh, she's the first since Crystal Bradford. But how about this? In the span of less than ten years, two CMU Chippewas going to play in the WNBA. Well, I'm telling you, just a testament of of the program that that has been built. And uh, as you know, I, I they are really fun to watch. Uh, obviously. It, huge fan uh, in in you know think of the shoes that that heather had to fill and yet you know they haven't missed a beat and i think that's a testament to her learning um you know and in, in how to run the program and really just sending it in from there and uh but getting those people and then to hear your name on draft day mm -hmm. wow uh well deserved and i know the fans uh, we'll follow her. Uh, she'll be a chip forever. And uh, at, at the end of the day, um, think about all the joy she brought, you know, in, in uh, McGurk Arena uh, over the years. Yeah, she's left quite the legacy. Uh, a lot of those players over the yeah. last just four or five years, how many championships they've won back to back to back. Uh, second round, 21st pick last night uh, on Thursday, that was, as this will come out on Tuesday, as we mentioned. But uh, – Awesome stuff. Well, and and, Kelly. and I can't, I can't go on. Let's just talk about the chips now. And there's this guy for the Dodgers. Yeah. That is like, uh, what what is he hitting right now? It's incredible. He's hitting it, uh, <laughs> up over 330. That's Zach McKinstry, yeah. the 33rd round pick back in uh, 2016. He's he's rolling right now. No, and and. Uh, you know, just to see that, and obviously at such a storied, uh, you know, program as, as the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, it, you know, there aren't many uh, in baseball, you know, like that. It's not like, in no offense, but he's not like doing it for the Marlins. Right. You know, he's actually doing it for the Dodgers, Chavez Ravine, and, and – uh, Defending champs, and he's yeah. uh, competing with a guy named Mookie Betts <laughs> for outfield time. Like, yeah, how about serious? that? How about that? And he's fitting right in. I mean, uh, pretty crazy to think, too. He's he's had three home runs. He didn't have a home run at CMU. It took him time to develop his strength sure. and his power. And one of those good stories, Coach, where you see him go through the minors, they really develop, and now he's ready to play with the big boys. No, it's, it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, I know you're going to head off here shortly and get ready to – you know, do some lug nut ball games, uh, but I a shout out and I and I don't have their names, all right. But I do know my hometown, the Missoula Paddleheads. Yeah. Actually, have two former Chippewas uh, on their roster. Uh, 
that'll be uh, playing right there in, in my hometown of Missoula, Montana. They're everywhere. It's, yeah. uh, it's like wherever you go, you're you going to run into some maroon and golds, fire up chips, and uh, doing big things on every stage. It's great to see. No, I've got some buddies already set up to put a fire up chips banner in there just to make those two guys feel at home. There you go. That's awesome stuff. <laughs> well, uh, Coach, thanks for doing this again. I know you take time every week and uh, looking forward to hearing the rest of how spring ball goes and continuing to, to talk Central Michigan Athletics CMU football with you. Yeah, can't wait and uh, appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, it's been a great spring so far. We still have a couple more and uh, we'll get some really good film that that we'll be able to take on into the offseason and, uh, and then get ready for uh, fall camp. It's going to be honest before we know it.